This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to Safety Talks, a podcast about all things safety, as defined by you, with your host, Steve Sisson, on Safety FM. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Safety Focus Moment. They're consultants that want to help you get the safety culture you've been looking for. For more information, go to safetyfocusmoment.com. All right. Well, welcome to Safety Talks. I am your host, Steve Sisson. Uh, thank you for joining. Today's guest, we have Richard Sardal with uh, Drivers Alert, who is also a fellow podcaster who uh, does the Drivers Alert podcast. Rich, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks, Steve. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. What are you uh, What are you doing on there? Sure. Yeah. So we uh, we just finished up our tenth uh, episode here yesterday, I believe. And uh, no, we it's uh, it's really focused on driving safety. We uh, the company uh, uh, work for Drivers Alert's been around now for thirty years, celebrating its thirty uh, year anniversary this month. And you know, one of the things that uh, we found really successful was building out a blog and, and really reaching out and engaging the market with some valuable information that um, they could use regarding you know raising awareness about distracted driving and things that are really um, kind of prominent right now in the public eye. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, podcasting seems to be uh, uh, something that's pretty popular and um, it's a good way to reach uh, an audience. And so we, we we've tried to focus a lot on distracted driving just because it seems to be a, uh, a prominent issue uh, and just you know over the last several years with the rise in cell phone use in the vehicle and uh, we got a pretty good guest list now and and it's continuing to grow and um, you know I think I think in the future I think what we're going to do is we're going to start bringing in some different aspects of, of the you know the public, uh, police officers, people in government. People have different perspectives on these issues affecting driving safety to give people a more full range of what's going on. Nice, nice. And, and you know, being a uh, corporate uh, safety director for many years, I've used Drivers Alert quite a bit, um, and I, I can't tell you how many calls we've gotten from the general public, just giving us the general awareness that you know they they've seen our drivers on their cell phone or. You know, they're not paying attention to the road. Um, so distracted driving is absolutely a huge issue that uh, needs to be uh, focused on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, the driver's alert got started 30 years ago as uh, one of the pioneers in the How's My Driving decal-based um, program. So it's kind of one of those original crowdsourcing concepts where you're really relying on concerned motorists to spot unsafe driving behaviors. And distracted driving has become so uh, such an epidemic that it is one of our core training courses now that that is immediately recommended for assignment when one of those calls comes in and that concern motorist says they saw somebody driving a truck for instance that was on their phone um, then that course now has become integral to that program so they'll get that training assignment to see if they can't correct that behavior for, for the future yeah that's that's one of the great things about the driver's alert program you, you get that call and you know you talk with your driver and, and you guys have the training programs to pretty much back up all of the kind of calls you can get. I wouldn't say all of them, but a very, very large uh, portion of them. 
um, and, it, and it targets exactly what you need to target. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. And it, the, the the training aspect of it has become so popular that we just uh, about three years ago we purchased a, a small training company and started building that out and have expanded even beyond the non the uh, the driving uh, market, if you will, into more general workplace safety because you know, we we started thinking about just the the logic of it. And it's one thing to help correct the unsafe behavior after it happens, but we were thinking, why wait? Let's be more proactive. Let's help raise awareness before these issues become bigger problems. Uh, there's a lot of companies uh, out there that you know have, have a small niche on the market, but Drive is Alert, I can see, and working with you guys directly, um, you guys are really starting to expand, like you said, into different areas. And, and I think that's a, that's a great way to go because, you know, it's, it's more beyond safety is more, you know, beyond the driver's piece. The product you guys have lined up and the training you guys have is very, very quality training, which is very nice. Yeah. I mean, we obviously driving is still a huge part of it. It's the most dangerous thing, as we say, people do. Most of us do it almost every day, if not every day. Um, but the, the reality is the workplace does have many other hazards too. And the executive team here combined has several decades of training experience. Uh, myself and uh, several others were part of the pioneering crowd, if you will, that saw that evolution of the first um you know, the first instances of online training long before you had broadband internet connections where you were struggling to even find companies that had enough computers to train on to today where pretty much virtually everyone has that broadband uh, connection. And, and now you're seeing more video incorporated into the training to make it more engaging because that's one of the challenges about video-based training or just online training in general is you're just trying to get people more engaged so they can so they can actually get something out of it and, and hopefully that increased awareness will result in, in lower safety incidents. Back in the day, you know, if you had a computer uh, uh, training program, it would freeze on you or you couldn't uh, stream <laughs> uh, video and that would also freeze on you and it really just killed the training. And nowadays, um, you can do the training on your cell phones, on tablets, pretty much anywhere, which gives a lot of flexibility to the management team, especially when you have uh, people working remote or over-the-road truck, truck drivers who are all over the place and you can assign training to them. Um, is that the direction that Drivers Alert's going? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. We just, I think just within the last week, I believe, we officially have converted all of our e-learning now into a mobile uh, player format, which is completely specifically designed and dedicated for the uh, smartphone medium. So it's not repurposed training. It was actually redesigned all the programming, all the coding, everything is new. So now all of our 150 plus courses, you can take them in whatever method you want, whether it's desktop, whether it's a tablet computer, or if it's on your smartphone. Uh, and that, you know, in the early days of e-learning, you would hear people say anytime, anywhere. And that really wasn't true. But now with, of course, the uh, the evolution of smartphones, as long as you have a, a data connection, you, you can take the training wherever you are. Yeah, and that's that's essential in today's workforce. Like I said, especially in the trucking industry where you've got drivers over the road and, you know, they get a call for a behavior that's identified by a motorist. And uh, you can assign that training right then and there, you know, and give them a time frame to get it done. You know, so that that's that's great that you're moving in that direction because I think that's where everybody's going. 
Yeah, and I think you, you hear the term microlearning comes up quite a bit. The, the trend is really towards shorter uh, pieces of information, on-demand learning that's broken into segments. You know, you want a specific uh, topic to to refresh your memory. I like, uh, for instance, pre-trip inspections. If you're in the commercial uh, vehicle space and you want to refresh your memory on what, what the safety procedures are to, to check your vehicle before you go out on the road, that's you know just that could be a two or three minute uh, short video, uh, and that's kind of where I think things are going. People don't want to sit down and, and and spend thirty to sixty minutes going through training if it's not a uh, you know an OSHA or mandatory requirement. I think that's really the that's the path that uh, that the learning segment is is going, and it and it really it makes sense too. I mean, you want something that's on demand, you want it short, you want you only want to cover the things that you're interested in covering for that particular moment, and save the others for whenever that situation arises that might call for that specific information. Yeah, I, I once worked with a company that uh, anytime there was a safety infraction um, and they wanted to have retraining, they would put them through a four hour course um, to make sure that they got every bit of training they could. And I'll tell you, sitting there in a training class for four hours, <laughs> one, you're not going to remember hardly anything. And secondly, the one main piece that you needed, that one simple infraction, isn't being addressed thoroughly because it's just pretty topical. And uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of microlearning. Oh, yeah. No, there's no, no question about it. It's, there's just, it, it's pretty... Um I think it's pretty widely known now. I think through research, that, you know, most people's attention spans are really only good for about that 20 to 30 minute mark. And then beyond that, you're really, you start to see a huge drop off and then just diminishing returns on what, what people are seeing on screen or hearing in a classroom. So you really have to break that learning up to make it more effective so that you can increase the comprehension and retention of that subject matter. That's, that's absolutely true. When it comes to driver's alert, we know that you're uh, putting out, uh, you're, you're looking at some of the shorter training and you've changed everything to um, the online platform where you can do it on your tablets. Is there any other programs that uh, driver's alert is looking at? Yeah, I think you, you hear quite a bit about um, excitement around uh, virtual reality, uh, augmented reality. And we, we've taken a look at that and I think there are some areas that that would see um, uh, there makes sense for application but we still haven't really seen enough I guess interest in it to make it really work um, it, it just I think there there are some applications where virtual reality would would make sense but uh, there's a lot of investment a lot of time involved and then of course you have hardware associated with that. Uh, so we've, we've been looking at it still in the early stages of kind of doing some research and development. But uh, I think that probably is still a little, base, a little ways away for our particular market. You know, I've done a lot of, uh, of research in, in these kind of uh, fields when it comes to e-learning and all of that. And, you know, 10 years ago, it was sitting in a simulator was the way to go. Um, and now, now it is going to go to VR, you know, virtual reality. Yeah. And it's... I'm just really excited for what could be. And I haven't seen a lot of what's out there right now for virtual reality, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty intense. Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, we, we go to some of these um, trade shows that are based more on learning and development. And, and we, of course, see some stuff out there. And I think some of it is just for the sake of using virtual reality, but it hasn't really been applied 
I think, in an effective manner. You're, you're, I'm, I'm sure it's going to head that way. You're going to see it. But I think you're kind of at the same stage now that you might have been back when CD-ROMs were first um, developed for, for, for training, right before you saw the rise of e-learning. And that is... You know, back then they didn't have computers, and so you were sometimes you were giving computers to these to the uh, companies so that they could actually take the training. And now what you're probably seeing is you got the same situation where sure you want to offer a virtual reality training experience, but then you're going to have the issue of well, where's the equipment going to come from, and and that might be a cost that's too much to burden. You know, it's a burden uh, many companies with, and so that's that's going to be the challenge. Is okay, we've got this great technology, but how are we going to deploy it? That's funny that you mentioned CD-ROMs. I, honestly, that's just that, that term has been deleted from my mind. It seems like it's been so long ago. But, you know, it, it's technology advances so quickly that really CD-ROMs weren't that far ago, weren't that long ago. Yeah, I know it. It, it really is crazy because that uh, the the selling point for CD-ROMs was that rich media experience where you got to see that that full video, uh, and people wanted that in the early stages of online uh, training. But you just couldn't get there because you didn't have the infrastructure to deliver it. Yeah, that's that's funny how technology changes, and now everybody's got uh, a computer in their pocket. Oh yeah, yeah, no question about it. So how how long have you been with Drivers Alert? So I, I've been here now for a little over five years. So we've had a had a good chance to see some of the evolution here. Um, whether uh, I mean just some of the technology that's been adding, like I said, the the proactive training has really taken off here in the last three years since the acquisition of the uh, that, that small e-learning house that we brought and integrated into Drivers Alert. And uh, just getting a chance to see the evolution of the different products. As I mentioned, the How's My Driving program, which is the reason for the start of this company 30 years ago, and then also motor vehicle records that uh, that we also assist companies with because that's a mandatory um, requirement, of course, if you have commercial um, driver's license holders in your company. They have to do the reports once a year. And then... um, also, we have the, the telematics uh, service, which is that you know that little device that you plug into your OBD2 port under your uh, steering wheel, and that kind of in that area under the dashboard, and, and um, that helps track your vehicle and operational efficiency measures as well as safety uh, safety behavior. Nice. Right, so you guys have a uh, a pretty uh, wide selection of uh, safety tools for industry out there yeah it, it, it is a full it's a full suite of solutions and it's all designed to really increase employee awareness in fact as we were looking about how to brand the company for the future um, we we've been using the LMS courses name to cover the training uh, arm of the company and so we just recently at the beginning of this year we brought the two brands together and slightly tweaked the tagline so that into workplace safety and beyond so our tagline now is increasing employee awareness and that and that's really what all the solutions do I mean it, at the most elementary common denominator it's really designed to get employees to think about what they're doing and, and think about the ramifications, especially, you know, if someone has been doing something for a long time, they become a complacent with that particular task, especially driving. You just have to remind them just how dangerous it is what you're doing so that you, you stay on top of it and you're alert and you're very cognizant of the things that you're doing and make sure that, you know, that, that will translate 
over into uh, into uh, an improved safety record in the long run. Yeah, that's that's the goal is that improved safety record, and, and really it's it's beyond the safety record itself. It's just the employee safety. I've I've sure. been uh, involved in too many uh, fatalities where it's you know complacency or uh, fatigue or whatever it may be. You know, you just want to see that. I mean, you want to see all the numbers go down, but especially the fatality number go down because driving is, like you said, one of the most, you know, hazardous things that we can do, especially when it comes to all the distractions. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes when I'm, I'm, I'm in the car and I just, you, you don't realize just <laughs> how dangerous, uh, just a slight bit of inattention can be, whether it's, you could just be sitting there daydreaming. For instance, I, I we have a person that we're going to be interviewing here in the next several weeks. He wrote a book about, um, this very concept. I think it's called, uh, in inattention or inintentional. Uh, blindness. Forgot exactly how that's termed, but it's basically just daydreaming, where you can you can literally be looking at something straight ahead of you, and you your eyes see it, but your brain doesn't process it. And so it's not just holding a phone. It's it's not just playing with the radio or you know being manually distracted. You can literally be just lost in thought. And you hear people say this many times. They they go they take the same path every every day to work, and sometimes you get to work and you don't really even remember how you got there because you're so used to doing it. And, that, and that's scary when you think about it. That just means you're on autopilot and you're not really paying attention about what's going on around you. And so it's it's helpful once in a while to get that reminder of just about how dangerous, uh, for instance, the act of driving really is. Yeah, I was working uh, with public transportation and they did a study with the FTA on just that simple thing about, just like you said, people driving the same path pattern every day and not remembering what they did and you know it's the automatic mode in their brain and it's not actively engaged just like you said and it's it is scary and you know if we can get drivers to understand when they're in that position we would be a whole lot safer yeah we we know that um even as you increase the number of occupants in a vehicle, we know that the incidence or the likelihood of, of some type of, a, of an event will, will increase simply because of that cognitive distraction that takes place in the vehicle. So it doesn't even have to happen through a phone. Just having some kind of a engagement and dialogue in the vehicle will, will mimic um, that, that same end result. And, you know, the issue with distracted driving, I mean, it, the, the figures that they use today, it's something like, I believe it's nine people uh, are dying every day in, in the United States because of distracted driving. But it's uh, it's likely underreported simply because uh, two reasons, at least. One is that law enforcement in most cases really doesn't have a, a a box, I guess, if you will, or something on their accident form that that you can check that says this person was using a phone or they were distracted, something to that nature. The other part is it's really hard to tell. It's hard to um, to speculate on that because most people are going to say, oh, I wasn't using my phone. I wasn't involved in any kind of distractions. I was just driving and this, this person pulled out in front of me and then, you know, and then we hit each other. So... And then you're running into, of course, these these legal issues, too, about uh, law enforcement having access to your phone records to see if you were using it or using an app at the time of the accident. So, 
you're 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 probably seeing um, a likely very very underreported statistic with respect to distracted driving. Yeah, I have I've heard that same thing uh, for the last few years as well. Uh, how many people are going to admit to the police officer that, that they were on their phone if it can't be proven because the police officer is just going to write them another ticket in, in some states? Yeah, exactly. Well, it seems like Driver's Alert has got a lot going on. So your your podcast, I'm just switching directions a little bit, but your podcast is really sure. focused on the defense of driving. And you said you're on 10 episodes now. Um, how, how often do you put those out? Yeah, we, we are, we're looking to do them at least once a week now, um, starting here next month. Uh, we had to work on some technical aspects because ours has a, a visual component to it. So we do these um, interviews using Skype, uh, and then uh, we're going to start taking the audio portion and, and putting them out on specific audio podcast platforms too. But we just thought because we do have a, an in-house studio in our uh, in our headquarters here with a green room and video cameras that we thought we'd go ahead and put some video component uh, to it. And uh, yeah, like I said, we have a we have a backup really on our on our guest list to get these uh, podcasts out. Uh, the good news is we have a good cross section of people, and and I think it it's resonating very well with the uh, with the market simply because we you know we're, we're curating content, we're bringing in experts from different angles to give us interesting perspectives on concepts, you know, like uh, how to how to tackle the issue of distracted driving, uh, whether it's from the legal angle or from from, from the uh, the social angle, which is kind of, you know really peer pressure, getting people to realize just how how selfish and how how much you're putting people in danger by using your phone behind the wheel, uh, and, and, and trying those different perspectives to, to raise awareness and get that information out there so people so people really understand that this is this is an epidemic and it's serious and we have to do something about it. Yeah, I, I like going the different perspectives because you never know what's going to grab someone's attention. If it's uh, having a police officer talk or if it's having a lawyer talk or whoever, somehow one of those different perspectives is going to grab their attention, hopefully. And I think that's a great approach. Yeah, no, no question about it. We had one young lady who was one of the first episodes and she um, had lost her best friend. I believe just a couple of years after she graduated from college and he was um, writing even even sadder I mean just the, the the context of it was he was he was in the middle of a I guess a cycling charity event where you were you would travel across the country and um, I forget exactly what the charity was for but uh, somebody was on their phone and and uh, you know just uh, the fatally ran ran him over in the, in the middle of a highway somewhere in the United States and um, this lady is a um, part-time musician she also works in marketing and she's been inspired uh, to raise awareness through her music and uh, she was on and, and just talked about some of the things that she's trying to do to to reach out to people through music and you know it's it's sad i hate i hate having to hear these stories and it sometimes it brings me down when you when you talk to people like this but you know it has to be done because you know you, you have to even if you touch one person you know you, you've done some good yeah and it's never never good hearing those stories but it but unfortunately we hear them uh, way too often 
Yeah, yeah, we, we really do. There's a, one police officer I'm trying to get on. He's a, in Canada. I think he's in the greater Toronto area, and he's kind of known as the distracted driving cop, if you will, because that's one of the areas that he really focuses on. And I see his posts on Twitter, and it, it, it literally, it's like, it, it, it's every hour. He's posting several images of somebody he just pulled over, and, and these are commercial vehicle operators as well. These are drivers of 18-wheelers. These are drivers of buses. I mean, it, it's really sad. I uh, think that these are people that um, uh, they're not just people driving to the grocery store. These are people who are driving for a living, and they're still endangering themselves, property, and other people's lives by doing things such as reading the newspaper or, or playing with the radio or using their phone. Uh, it's just we got to we got to get this to the point where people realize that this is unacceptable. Yeah, and, and we only get to see as you know as safety people, we only get to see a portion of the distracted drivings, and you know, in inboard uh, or onboard cameras have really helped a lot with that. And I couldn't tell I could tell you I've seen thousands of uh, uh, videos of distracted driving in, in all forms. And some just so egregious of read, as reading newspapers while driving a public bus. And you have 20, 30 people in the bus and you're doing something that's endangering everybody. Not to, that's not even including the people outside the bus. And it's just, it just baffles me. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard to understand. And I, I think there's a, I think, unfortunately, I think there's a psychological aspect to this technology addiction. So I, I don't, I don't know if it's going away anytime soon as much as I hate to say that. And I, some people have been so um, fatalistic, I guess, in their perspective about our ability to stop distracted driving that they're just hoping that the, the driverless car comes as soon as possible so we can just eliminate the driving component altogether. And I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, can we wait that long? I, I don't know, but um, I just, I don't, I don't see it changing. I think, it, you know, it seems to be getting more prominent. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need to keep fighting the battle as much as we can, you know, until the autonomous vehicle comes out and, <laughs> It, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a, a, a tough transition because you're gonna have a portion of the motoring uh, public that's gonna still be driving their own vehicles, and then a portion that's gonna be autonomous. And how is that? That's where I think we're gonna really run into some issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to bring up many issues that we haven't even thought of yet. Uh, I, there's no question about that. Uh, so uh, it's it's going to be a bumpy road for sure. Um, I, and sometimes I wonder if today where we are with distracted driving was kind of like where we were in the early days of drunk driving, where people thought it was, you know, it was okay if you had a few drinks, you could still drive, and it still was sort of socially acceptable, even though it might have been illegal. Um, and, you know, it just it just took a long time. You had, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. You have all these other organizations that would come out. You would do the, you would see those public service announcements on TV. And it just it just takes a long time to change people's uh, opinions and attitudes and approaches to things. And I, I think, unfortunately, I think that's kind of where we are right now with distracted driving. And, you know, whether it's distracted driving or even drowsy driving, um, you look at the research on it and, 
it, it really produces uh, slower reaction times than uh, blood alcohol levels of around 0.08 or, or 0.1. And, and that's just, it's hard to imagine, too. People don't really understand that when they're engaging with an electronic device or if they haven't slept in 24 hours and they think they can make that drive, that they're, they're really, they're operating a vehicle to the equivalent of basically being legally drunk. Yeah, and I wish we can get that point across uh, and, and get it to stick because that's absolutely correct. You know, taking taking your eyes off the road or being distracted is is an ep- epidemic at this point, and it needs to be uh, something that needs to go away if we can possibly make it. But you know, I'm not sure if that, like you said, I'm not sure if that's going to be something that just goes away for us. Yeah, I'd, I'd, obviously, I'd, I'd keep, uh, I keep up to date on the uh, legislation that's passing around the country state by state to keep getting more strict about what they're including in the distracted driving bills. So many states now are hands-free only. Uh, some still, unfortunately, have, don't even have any legislation on distracted driving. But even even it gets to the point where all 50 states have some complete, or let's say they have a complete ban on distracted driving, It's the fines themselves probably still don't have enough teeth in them. Uh, you are seeing some stories, though, uh, in the news where somebody might have... Um, uh, killed somebody in a distracted driving incident, and they are starting to see jail time regarding um, these events. So I think that is starting to open some people's eyes a little bit to realize how serious the offense is. Uh, but again, it's just it's a real slow process. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, Rich, tell us where we can find your podcast. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can go to our website at driversalert.com. And uh, you go to the company section, and right at the top there, it'll say Driving Safety Podcast. And that'll take you to the um, most recent episodes, and uh, you can go ahead and just scroll through that. And there's a little a little overview of each one, and uh, they'll tell you a little bit about what it, what it is. And uh, there should be something for everyone uh, with respect to driving safety. Excellent. Well, Rich, I really appreciate your time today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It was, a, it was a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to get a chance to share this information. It's really important. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been Safety Talks, and I'm your host, Steve Sisson. Please join us next time where we talk all things safety. Look for more information on the host, services, or even more podcasts. Please go to safetyfm.com. Until next time, stay safe, my friends. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Safety FM. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.